0: All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, May 12th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton.
1: Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, it's another weekend preview. We got a lot of of new releases this weekend. We got quantity. I don't know if we got quality, but we got quantity. And it's Mother's Day weekend. And, you know, before we get into the new releases, let's touch on last week's number one. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, just a quick update. It actually came in the finals a little higher than what we were able to announce when we went to air on the last episode. We went to air with, I think, 114 point something something was what we announced as a three-day. It came in at $118 million. So Clayton, does this completely change your perception of the marvel cinematic universe and the trajectory of superhero movies in general are they are they uh did we did we announce their death prematurely because guardians actually came in at 118 you tell me
0: no i mean four millions four million dollars doesn't do that i mean marvel wishes four million dollars would do that but it doesn't Mm four million dollars is a pittance it's nothing the only thing that this changes is the fact that I was actually closer mm. in my estimation than you were, because you said 115. Yes. And I said 120.
1: So right. therefore, I was only $2 million off. So depending on if you go with price is right rules, because if we go Price's is right rules, then I still win.
0: Yes, but you would have won then if you said $1, if it was Price is Right rules.
1: So Price is Right rules are dumb. Mm. Well, you know, it's a, you know what? That is a TV show, so let's not litigate Price is Right. Yeah, so it doesn't matter.
0: This is going to be the weekend that matters. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody's proclaiming I'm reading everywhere oh this is going to be the lowest Marvel drop in a while since Shang-Chi's blah 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 as if that's that's matters as if that is going to you know uh, uh, bail them out from a sinking ship
1: I mean obviously a great hold here listen there's nothing Guardians could have done that's going to make the Marvels, and Thunderbolts, uh, you know, and Captain America without Chris Evans be their next three movies. So Guardians could have opened at $350 million, uh domestic. Those are still your next batch of movies, and that's where the trouble lies. So a great hold this weekend doesn't save the future of the MCU, but a great hold could definitely make Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 have a different story box office wise you know if if guardians holds at the thing is right now a movie of this level you would expect it to drop 60 to 70 percent you know even something like spider-man no way home i think had a drop in the high 60s that's just the nature of opening this large uh and being so front-loaded with the super fans so if guardians drops only say 55% I think that's a great hold do you see that happening I don't I see it I see it still being close to the usual big opening drop you know I think it's it's,
0: 61
1: yeah I think it's gonna be that I think it won't be 68 69% no
0: it's not Morbius it's not yeah
1: but but again, even Spider Man No Way Home dropped in the high sixties before. But Spider Man No Way up. Home
0: opened, opened right so right.
1: huge. Right, right. I, I think it's still going to have a huge drop because the nature of these movies is the super fans go opening weekend. The the Thursday night previews, which is basically the first day of release, are bigger than they ever were. Mm-hmm. So. The fans go, they don't want to be spoiled. They don't want to miss the, you know, have the stinger spoiled for them on Twitter. So they go opening weekend and you're just going to have a huge drop off. There's just no way around it. Listen, if Gal- if Guardians of the Galaxy 3 holds and it only has a 51% drop this weekend, then we've got something on our hands. Then we've got a movie that legitimately could leg out and be one of the top movies of the summer.
0: Yeah. But at this point, you know, even if it does that, it's going to get demolished by Fast X the next weekend. So- oh, sure,
1: sure. But but I, I think I think if this movie drops at, I let's say, 54 percent or lower, mm-hmm. then it really has a chance to level out and be what what people hoped it could have been. Yeah. Um, You have not seen this film. I saw this film by myself the other night because I felt mm-hmm. like this is one of those movies that, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to see. But more importantly, I felt like I had to see as a as a box office analyst. No.
0: no, no
1: so you're have, creating this narrative you... that we have to see movies and that's
0: just not true. That, There's no I, movie that we have to see. I
1: think I think there are a certain level of movie that we do have to see in theater, or else we're not doing our due diligence. So you're saying will you, something will you that see, underperforms? Will you see Guardians of the Galaxy Stop Volume it. Three in theater? will you this see, is answer just... the question? Answer the question. No, will you I'm, see this film? I'm, no, this in is
0: irritating because this is a movie that underperformed. That is a threequel,
1: slightly that... underperformed, slightly underperformed. Y-
0: so slightly the underperform now, the tracking Pratt. The premise now is that I have to. Pratt. See every yes. Movie. Chris Pratt. That's the premise. The premise is I have to see every movie now.
1: I think the premise is you need to start seeing some movies, especially movies at this level in the movie. Theater. I'm going
0: to see some movies. I'm going to see fast X. I don't need to see guardians three. I don't need to see it.
1: I, I feel no- like there is also the level of you're going to forget. What popcorn tastes like, you're gonna you're gonna lose that sense memory of how these AMC recliners recline. You know, you 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 need to you need to pass a, a ticket taker. You're you know, acting you like I haven't see...
0: seen a movie since a movie since COVID. That's I I mean I've seen many a
1: movie. I I just think that they're you know now we're going from Super Mario Brothers into Guardians of the Galaxy three and your eyes have not seen a movie theater screen in many many millions of box office dollars
0: i'm going to see plenty of summer movies my friend
1: will you well before we move on to the new releases can we read a email from wannabe o boy uh, adam from the stacks who is trying to make sense of the underperforming nature of guardians of the galaxy so, yeah, do you
0: want to read? I mean, I, I wouldn't read the whole thing, but I would say there are there are highlights to it.
1: Sure, sure. So his his uh, Adam from the Stacks, who writes from the Stacks, he gives us the perspective of the Stacks and his subject is James Gunn. And he says, B.O. Boys, Guardians would have performed better if not for the James Gunn controversy. He was fired in 2018 for offensive treat offensive tweets, not treats. He was fired in 2018. Imagine you're
0: f- fired for bad brownies. I,
1: I mean, depending on the the shape of the brownies, you know, it, it's very possible, especially How? when you see what with the rest of uh, what Adam says. He was fired in 2018 for offensive tweets of a pedophilic nature in conservative circles. There is effectively a permanent boycott on gun. Uh, and then he says how Guardians 3 makes it works. There's uh, extremely sexual. Uh, the film is extremely sexual in its imagery. Uh, and then he talks about there being lots of kids in cages. All right, let's let's not.
0: Film. I mean, listen, I'm just Ron, saying what the imagery now. was. I saw the We're imagery going to be deep.
1: I don't want to spoil if
0: you keep talking about this.
1: We don't and listen, and also we don't want to spoil. So, Adam, that's why we're not going to continue here because we don't want to spoil plot points of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So uh then Adam continues after that. Even if Gunn is not a perv, a very large portion of the movie going audience thinks he is and will skip guardians to go to Fast X. So that is why Adam is saying that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 underperformed because James Gunn has his controversy. Specifically, he says the conservative uh, uh, base here will not go see James Gunn films. He says, do, do, do. In his next email, Adam says, there are two things that will never be played at Trump fundraiser Michael Jackson music or a James Gunn film. So that is. The report from the stacks, and from the stacks. I don't know. I also, uh, you know, listen. He he's in the stack, so he knows what's being played at these fundraisers. I feel like they probably play Billy Jean at some point. I mean, you know, I've never been to uh uh one of those fundraisers, but I think at any event, there's a lot of downtime. And they're just playing old hits. And I'm sure Billy Jean gets played, but he would know he would know better. He's in the stacks, but that is Adam's report from the stacks that guardians and James Gunn have a bad reputation within the stacks. And it, they may just be on a no show list or a no go list. So I
0: think the important thing to take from that email, which you, you totally skipped.
1: Okay. And go for and,
0: it. Uh, uh, Was that Adam said that these movies Mm. to be hits have to appeal to both the coasts and the center of the country, right? Yes. Yes. That's the idea. That's all you really needed to read from that. So I agree. I mean, something like Top Gun, Mm -hmm. Maverick appealed to the coasts and it appealed to the middle of America, right? Your Mm -hmm. earth dogs, uh, salt of the earth type people. And I don't know how much I would give that idea that conservatives will just not go see a James Gunn movie.
1: Adam says that DC, he says uh, that that they will reject the new DC because it's led by James Gunn, that is a prediction. Well, they're going to reject the, the new
0: DC because superheroes are going to be out of vogue by then, and the guy wants to do a Swamp Thing movie,
1: right? Right. Which
0: is ridiculous. I mean, that's the thing is the the only space there's going to be for superheroes is Batman, Superman, maybe Flash, maybe Aquaman. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do the. Here's this side character nobody knows. Here's a Batmite movie. It's like, no. Right. You got to stick to the hits. But anyway, I do think there's some credence to the fact that Hollywood needs to understand that there's a whole middle of America that wants to go to the movies and aren't going to the movies because there's just not stuff that appeals to them, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I listen again. Adam is our Stacks correspondent, so he has a firmer grasp on how the stacks may be seeing james gunn i didn't think you know to me that was a tweets not tick situation where you know things that are big online controversies don't actually translate to decisions made by real human beings in the real world Mm -hmm. so i didn't uh ever think that that was a problem i just assumed like with any director who's not one of like five people who's not scorsese or spielberg etc people just don't really know who even directs a film you know like mm-hmm. people go to the box office go to the movie theater to see the guardians not to see a james gunn film so i assume that even if there were circles that remember those james gunn tweets that they honestly are not thinking of that when they go see their alien superhero movie but maybe adam is right And maybe there are parts of America that have held this grudge against James Gunn Mm -hmm. and are not going to see a James Gunn film. So that could be part of it. I personally don't think so, because I, again, think online controversies don't usually translate into the real world. But Yeah, I think
0: somebody who is going to not go see a James Gunn movie because of his Trump tweets... Is just not gonna go see a lot of movies.
1: Exactly. They're they've got they've got a lot of uh you know, news reports to watch all day. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's move on to the big new release of this weekend. It is book club 2, the next chapter. Is that what the name of this movie is, or is this book club chapter two? It is a uh, new no, book club. You're thinking movie.
0: of it. So it's it called is, Book it, Club Two the next chapter.
1: Okay. Got it. I yeah. was thinking of it when I was thinking of uh the Casa Book Club. But I mean,
0: I'm seeing it both ways. Book Club the next chapter, book club two. I think it'd be refreshing. Okay, so here's what it's saying here is Book Club the next chapter.
1: Book club book club the next chapter with no two in there at all. But
0: here's the problem. Here's the,
1: This is the conversation that people work in movie theaters are going to be having all weekend when they're trying to put up this marquee. Someone's going to be up on a ladder with those giant letters that I guess sticky onto a marquee. And then someone from below is going to yell, no, there's no two. And they're going, what? What? It's not book club chapter two. No, it's just book club the next chapter. And, it, and someone's going to fall off a ladder because of this title.
0: Absolutely. This is mind boggling to me and we'll get to the commercial, you know, uh, if this movie is going to actually do well or not, Mm -hmm. but the title of it book club, the next chapter makes me think that they're not so confident that there's going to be subsequent chapters because Mm -hmm. why would you not call it the second chapter? The right. next chapter could be any chapter.
1: Right. 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 It makes me fear for what the third movie could be about. Because if if you have book club and then you have book club, the next chapter, then the third movie kind of has to be called book club, the final chapter. And yeah. with a cast. And listen, I hope all these these actresses live to 150. Maybe not 150, because I think that could be pretty gnarly. But I hope they have long lives ahead of them. Yeah, 150 you, would
0: be painful for them.
1: Yes, yes. So so less than that, but you know, higher than the average, which I think they've already all passed the average lifespan. But if there's a book club, the final chapter, we are talking about a movie in which at least one of these characters has passed away.
0: It will be the book that they're reading will be a pamphlet that's given out at one of their funerals.
1: Yes, it'll they'll all be de- reading a book about how to deal with with grief. Mhm. Um and no one wants to see that but they painted themselves into this corner. Yeah. by calling this simply book club the next chapter because yeah. you have to have book club the, ne- the last chapter. You can't have book club I guess you could do book club chapter after next, you know, the way they did. Friday the Friday series yeah it could be book club chapter after next
0: but they must be like you said they must be planning a trilogy right which weirdly just seems to be everybody thinks everything can just be a trilogy and it's like
1: uh, uh, why why stop at three all the time right 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 if the Pirates of the Caribbean movies had uh had that in mind we wouldn't have had six of those movies well, the thing with this one, the
0: final chapter for book club, it'll be split into two movies.
1: Oh, yeah, that's possible. That's how I they'll mean, do it. here's the thing, though. This movie is not right now tracking well enough where this will end up being a concern. Because yes,
0: absolutely. If not. the
1: tracking that we have for book club, the next chapter holds, we are not going to get book club chapter after next or book club final chapter part one.
0: A lot of people are comping this to the Downton Abbey sequel Mm. in the sense that it is going to perform lower than the first one just because I, you know, is it because the people who went to see the first one are no longer with us? Is it the fact that it's not necessarily as novel As it once Mm. was, especially Mm. with movies like Palms and 80 for Brady cannibalizing this sort of movie.
1: Right, right. I mean, the 80 for Brady factor, I think we have to talk about because that movie Mm -hmm. came out just a few months ago. It opened on February 3rd, 2023. Was that Super Bowl weekend? Did it open on Super Bowl weekend or the weekend before? I believe so. Um. And oh no,
0: it was the weekend before. Weekend because, before, yeah. Yeah, it was the second weekend of
1: February was and, the Super Bowl. And that movie opened but to the twelve point seven million dollars opening weekend. You know, book club, the original chapter, opened to thirteen point six. So I think that shows the audience has done a decent job of surviving because you would uh-huh. think there's a lot of overlap for the audience that saw book club in 2018 and 80 for Brady and opening weekend wise it was less than a million apart. Mm-hmm. So the audience is there. You know, there is an audience that could open book club the next chapter to, you know, 11 12 13 million dollars. But the tracking is saying that that's not going to happen. So why do you think 80 for Brady is going to have opened possibly bigger than Book Club uh the next chapter. Why is there a decreased buzz for this movie? I don't know. I mean, I think there is a level of when you get to the
0: age of the people who watch Book Club, you would think that they would want the same thing over right. and over again. Uh-huh. And they do to some extent with their toothpaste, yep, or things like that. But I do think there is a, a want for novelty. You know, I, I do think that there's a been there, done that sort of situation here.
1: Yeah. Cause That's I mean, what it the, feels like to me, the tracking is in the single digits. It seems um, six to this, 10 is what I'm seeing here. Yeah. So this is one last thing on this movie. This is mother's day weekend mm-hmm. and the original book club Opened in or same time period, opened in May, but it opened a weekend after Mother's Day of 2018. So it opened the following Friday. So yeah. this weekend, it's opening on Mother's Day. And you're famously someone who says, Open it on the holiday weekends. You were you to this day have a grudge against uh Toy Story 4 because it did not open on Father's Day weekend. That's a different situation than this, I think. Do you think this is a smart move that uh that book club the next chapter is opening on Mother's Day weekend? I mean, it could be a reason for mothers and daughters to go out to see a movie together, or it may just be we can't take mom to this movie because we got to have dinner with mom and I ain't doing both things.
0: Yeah. I think actually this is bad because I think on mother's day, moms want to go to brunch. They want to go somewhere where they can talk to people. Right. The they want to see
1: their grandkids. You know, they yeah. want they want to do that thing where I'll sit on the bench and you just run around in front of me, and that I'll count that as a as a great morning.
0: Yeah, a theater isn't really where you're supposed to sit and talk to somebody mm-hmm. who you probably haven't seen for a while. Like a lot of kids are with their mothers, especially adult children. You know. Mm. I think on a father's day, it's like, let's just take dad to the theater, whatever. He won't give a shit. And I yeah. think that's why father's day is always big. Cause you know, a lot of dads are low maintenance and they're like, yeah, I'll sit in a dark room for a couple hours. That sounds great to me.
1: Right. Maybe they didn't want to talk. They, they don't want to talk. Yeah. They
0: want to sit somewhere where they can fall asleep and it's right. air conditioned and they're not paying for it. Right. 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 The air right. conditioning. I mean. Right. So I do think that there's a level of this this being after Mother's Day the original one was positive because the people going to see that movie were groups of older people. Right. It wasn't it wasn't kids and their parents, it was groups of older women. Right. And right. and I don't think they're going to be in groups this weekend because they're going to be with their kids.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I, I, and it does. I mean, the other thing is, it does just feel like there is less buzz for this movie. It, it oddly is a, one of those sequels that has switched studios from the one that release. You know, Paramount released the original mm-hmm. book club. And now we've got, what is this, Focus Features is releasing Book Club 2. So it's gone from a big studio to like the art films wing of a different big studio, but not Universal proper. You know, it seems like Paramount oddly made the decision to rather than make Book Club 2, they made 80 for Brady instead because that was a Paramount release. So Yeah, that says something too. You know, they they decided we'd rather have Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and uh, uh, Sally Field teamed up with Jane Fonda rather than Candice Bergen, Diane Keaton, and Mary Steenburgen.
0: And here's the other issue, plainly, and it's something we talk about a lot, and it needs to be reiterated because it's a major part of releasing a, a movie in the theaters and expecting it to do well is promotion. Yeah. And I don't see the promotion
1: behind this.
0: I barely see commercials for this.
1: Yeah. (coughs) I mean, I, I, I I remember 80 for Brady had a pretty robust marketing campaign. Absolutely. and, And the other thing about 80 for Brady is, and we said it when we first saw the trailers for that movie, there was a lot of confusion, which I think helped that movie thinking that that was book club too. You know, yep. people seeing that trailer and you see Jane Fonda with a bunch of older actresses and you forget who was in the first one. You're like, oh, this is book club, two. And people just had their book club, too, a few months ago. Yes. You people know,
0: thought that it was already something they've seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think all those factors, I get why the the forecasting is so low for this one. So in my prediction, I doubt I'm going to go. Much higher than that because I do see the reasons why this is so low. Let's move on, Clayton, to the other quote unquote big release of the weekend. There's a Ben Affleck starer directed by Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. coming out this weekend. It's called Hypnotic and it comes to you from Ketchup Entertainment. That is the studio releasing this new film, Hypnotic Ketchup Entertainment. Have you? Could you name me a catch-up entertainment film that has been released?
0: I, I don't think they've released that. anything. I, I don't. I, do
1: you? Do you have a list there? Oh, I'm looking at their website. They have released many, many movies. They've been around since 2012. They've released films such as Captain Sabretooth, Standoff, Super Fast. They've released something called Kill Me Now. Wait, Super uh, Fast, the parody movie? Super Fast, the parody movie. They also released The Starving Games, the parody movie. So they are okay. in the Seltzer and Friedberg business.
0: But these aren't theatrical releases.
1: Um, I mean, I do think that those Seltzer and Friedberg, even their final movies, had theatrical releases to some degree. I do think The Starving Games... If you uh, wanted to see it in a movie theater, that would have been in a movie. Next goal wins. That is a movie that I have heard of that was released in 2014. Um the I'm trying to see what their biggest movie that definitely got a theatrical release. They did, they were the ones the studio Ketchup Entertainment did make Bushwick.
0: Okay. So, okay. So we've now both seen Bushwick. So Um, catch up. games was not released in theaters, Pat in 2013. It was maybe released in a few theaters internationally, but it has no domestic box office super fast. Those, I believe those were direct to DVD.
1: Wow. So Seltzer and Friedberg, the, the parody duo of our generation they ended their career straight to video with no box office. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, Ketchup yeah. Entertainment, though, is a real company that has kept that name this entire time.
0: Um. Yes, I know that's the most interesting part about it. Now, yeah, this movie was written in twenty a uh, two thousand and two by Robert mm-hmm. Rodriguez. It was initially going to be put out by the late, great, lamented Solstice Studios, which of yep. course gave us Unhinged. Yeah, and then with the untimely passing of Solstice Studios, this movie is now being released by Ketchup Entertainment. You said is that what Ketchup it's
1: Entertainment? Yes. Okay, Ketchup yeah. Entertainment. Yeah,
0: and this movie is getting weirdly kind of positive reviews for being a fun B movie. Okay. Some people are poo-pooing it, saying it's 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 goofy and all these different things, but it seems like with a certain amount of promotion, this movie actually could have done some business. But Ketchup Entertainment does not have the muscle to propel this to box office glory. So unfortunately, it feels like this is going to not make any money this weekend.
1: No, I mean There has been no, no promotion for this. And I don't think Ben Affleck is promoting this movie at all. No. You know, he went on a a big promotional blitz when air came out a few months ago and that movie got itself over 50 million and Ben Affleck was doing all the podcasts and he went on Bill Simmons and, you know, really was hyping that movie. I do not think Ketchup Entertainment has any kind of sway to get Ben Affleck to promote this movie. This seems like one he is really looking to shelve and put in the Day the Clown Cried type vault where people are not going to see it. Maybe not in that vault, but he's not going to promote this movie at all.
0: Well, it it's it's probably no coincidence mm-hmm. that Air dropped on Prime. When this movie was coming out. Hypnotic. Wow, I do think mm. there's a, Hey, if you want to see a Ben Affleck movie, this is the Ben Affleck movie to see. Right. Speaking of air. Right. Not hypnotic.
1: Yeah. 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 Ben Affleck does not want to lead people towards this. And I gotta say, I watched the trailer for this movie uh-huh. and it is not going to be a movie. I'm going to go see in the movie theater, but it feels like, I mean, that's the problem when we're talking box office. It feels like a great basic cable flip through the channels land on this 15 minutes in and Mm -hmm. you end up sticking with it, you know, and it's got that type of cast. It's, you know, other than Ben Affleck, uh, the co-stars are Jackie Earl Haley. Always love a good Jackie Earl Haley movie. Uh, Jeff Fahey, uh, famous nineties, you know, uh, actor. I think that's Jeff
0: Fahey, correct?
1: Jeff Fahey, you you don't hear his name said aloud very much. You see it read, you see him, but there's uh-huh. not a lot of people saying Jeff Fahey on the chat shows. No. Um, and then William Fickner is the villain here, and he is, hamming it up in the trailer. Seems mm-hmm. like he's having the time of his life, making a meal of this role of a villain who uses hypnosis to do evil things. So okay. Uh. No one knows this movie exists And therefore it's going to be hard to see it And I'm looking at just like where it's playing In New York And it doesn't seem To be at the Primo theaters No uh, Yeah, there's still
0: Guardians Screens You yeah. know Book Club, as much as we think it's going To have a downturn From the first one, it's still going
1: to be taking up a lot of screens yeah it is and actually now, now that i look up. at it it's at you know i can vouch for what screens it will be in these theaters but actually looking at it it's at a lot of regals in new york it's at regal union square and and uh most of the regals the 42nd street regal 42nd street amc it's at amc 34th street and kips bay and 19th street so it actually is in wide release, you know, at least within New York, it's actually at all the theaters that you would expect a wide release movie to be at. Again, it's probably in the basements of those theaters. I yeah. think this is a subterranean release, but it it actually is getting a lot of movie theaters to show it. So, yeah, um, but people will not know what this movie is when they see that. The title on the marquee. They will have no idea what hypnotic is.
0: Yes. Yeah. There's just there's just no there's no marketing around this. I mean, this this movie, if it wanted to perform, and you know, Ketchup Studios doesn't have the money to do this, obviously. Right. But you should have seen ads for hypnotic between every timeout during the NBA playoffs. That's how you promote hypnotic. That's how you get butts in the seats for this. And I didn't see one ad. I've been watching the playoffs, no. and I didn't wa- see one hypnotic ad.
1: Right, right. And and may if they really had some money to to play with, if if Ketchup Studios was really going for it, you do some kind of viral stunt, uh huh, where you pay off an NBA referee during the playoffs to be hypnotized. Yes, on the court during an NBA playoff game. I mean, listen, we're not in the conference finals yet. We're still in the second round.
0: Yeah. So so. you can have a ref cluck like a chicken.
1: Right, right, right. And, and listen, not during, you know, it doesn't have to be, uh, uh, where the referee blows a call because there's several referees and you could have a referee who's on the other side of the court, uh, where, where no one has the ball and you have your fan, hypnotize that nba referee he clucks like a chicken barks like a dog whatever the camera will go to him and then the announcers could say uh you know uh, jeff van gundy or whoever's announcing the game could say he must be excited for hypnotic from ketchup studios starring ben affleck opening friday may 12th yeah yeah,
0: I would. But... I mean, I would go as far as hypnotizing an NBA star and in their post game comments, their comment is we played hard. Maybe right. they, the other team wanted it more. Go see hypnotic. Right. And that would right. be their There'd be their prompt is anytime they're asked a question about, say, the other team that they're playing, mm. they would have to say well, first of all, go see Hypnotic in theaters.
1: Right, right, right. May 12th.
0: And then they would go into their answer, and people would be like, what a confusing press mm -hmm. conference. And then it turns mm -hmm. out, oh, they were hypnotized.
1: Right, right. And now that's the big
0: money. That's the big big money.
1: money. Yeah, yeah. Hypnotizing a player as part of the promotional campaign, that is maybe, you know, that has to be a Walt Disney Studios release. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Ketchup Entertainment, if they had really put it all on the line for this movie, which they were not prepared to do, they could have gotten one <sighs> NBA referee to be hypnotized during the playoffs. I, I do think these referees are gettable. You know, I think we could before.
0: actually get a referee to promote our show.
1: To promote the BO Boys, you think yeah. we could make that happen in, in an mm-hmm. NBA Finals game or an NBA oh, Playoffs game? You think we refs... could get a referee? Refs are so cheap. Of course, we could get refs. All right. Here's the thing we have not started, turned on our Patreon yet. You know, we closed it in 2020 during COVID. People had other things they need to spend their money on. We've never reopened it. When the day comes, if we ever restart the B.O. Boys Patreon. I think that that money should go towards buying the services of an NBA referee to promote the show. That is, I think a worthwhile way for us to spend.
0: Sure. I think our fans will understand that's a. Yeah. I think our fans will know that's a good allocation of their funds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Clayton, let's move on. Is there anything you want to say about Fool's Paradise, a wide release from Roadside Attractions, written, directed, starring Charlie Day of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the Horrible Bosses franchise? Um, you know, we've both watched this trailer. It is a being there situation. Charlie Day plays a being there character. If if anyone has seen the Peter Sellers movie, Being There. Um, Charlie Day has basically decided I want to make that movie too And so he's made it with Fool's Paradise um, Is this a possible breakout comedy hit?
0: No, 100% no And the fact that you brought it up Is just Like I thought you had a an out I thought you had a hard out And now we're talking about a Charlie Day directed film As if it's going to do anything
1: you, You're very You're very low on this film just in principle come on are are you
0: high what do you think it's gonna make you think it's gonna make a million dollars
1: i don't think it's gonna make any money i think though that there's a world in which charlie day writing directing starring in a comedy movie could have had some appeal i don't think the subject matter that he chose playing a let's say a uh wide-eyed person a mute person who doesn't really get what's going on around him, the the being their character. We don't have to spell it out. That character, you all know what that character, who that character is. I don't think that is a mass appeal comedy premise right now, though. I think Charlie day himself could have done something that could have done well at the box office, but he seems to have chosen anything
0: that he could have done. That would have done well at the box office. And that's no slight on Charlie Day. Listen, he's got a hit in theaters right now. Mario. Mm. Mario Brothers movie. He's the voice of uh, Luigi, right?
1: That's right. That's right. So
0: he's got a hit. So the the days of a, any movie that Charlie Day is going to star in that he directs himself is just not going to be a hit because it's impossible. Those types of movies aren't hits.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, th- this definitely will not be that. um it says a wide release. Do you have any kind of theater count for this movie? I mean, is this a two thousand screen wide release? Again, looking in you know, New York, it's playing at uh, the big AMC's and Regals. But again, New York is different. You know, we we get everything. We, we... wide can be
0: nine hundred theaters, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. don't think this movie's going to make an impact in our top fives at all.
1: Well, let's get into our top fives then. Let's 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 do it. Um, would you mind if I go first with my top five? I don't mind. All right, so opening number one, Slam Doink, of course, it's gonna be Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three. So it made 118 last week. So therefore, it would be a if it drops 50%, that is like it making 59 million. I think this movie's gonna make I think it's going to do 50. I think it's going to do $50 million in its second weekend. So I'm going Guardians 1 at $50 million. Um, number two, I think another slam doink is going to be the Super Mario Brothers movie. It made $18.5 mm-hmm. million last weekend. I think it still stays in double digits. This is a movie that's probably going to make a, a, a 11 or 12 Therefore, it will beat out the number three movie, which is Book Club... The next chapter will come in number three. I agree with the tracking, single digits. I'm going to go seven on Book Club, uh, the next chapter. I think 80 for Brady really did just eat us lunch, and we Jane Fonda cannibalized herself at the box office this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, I think that Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, is going to leapfrog Evil Dead Rise. It's going to stay at four. I think the Mother's Day weekend situation is actually going to help this movie. Evil Dead has mommy in it, too, bro. Evil Dead it's does all about have mommy. mommy.
0: It's all about mommy.
1: It is, but I I don't think real-life mommy is going to want to see the Evil Dead mommy. I think the fact that Evil Dead's... Uh, uh, villain is mommy is actually gonna be bad for this movie this weekend because I don't think mommy's gonna want to see herself depicted this way
0: I think in that's evil dead rise narrow-minded and I think Brett from the new flesh would have something to to say to you
1: I mean I'm sure I'm sure Brett from the new flesh is predicting evil Dead rise is good gonna...
0: hashtag horror lifestyle hashtag... There's a lot of moms who live the hashtag horror lifestyle
1: I mean Listen, I'd love to know the the breakdown of of the New Flesh's audience because, hey, if if eighty percent of the listeners to the New Flesh are mommies, then yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Evil Dead Rise is gonna is gonna uh, do well on Mother's Day weekend. I don't see it. I think the mothers are not gonna like the way they're depicted in Evil Dead Rise, and that comes in at number five. So, what is your top five, Clayton?
0: Number one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Slam Doink, of course. I think this makes in the high 40s. I don't Mm -hmm. think this reaches 50. So I'm looking at a drop in the high 60s for this. Wow. Okay. There's nothing special about this movie. The superhero, uh, I'm sorry. Fuck. Number two, Mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers movie. That's a Slam Doink. Mm -hmm. Second place. I also think this thing is going to make like 13 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Number three, book club, the next chapter. This is a hard one. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I'm just going to say 10. I'm going to say it breaks into double digits. Okay. Uh, And then I think you're completely wrong about, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. This movie's dead. I think the... The evil dead will rise above it. Wow. And be at number four. And are you there? God, it's me. Margaret will be at number five. And it's lucky to be at number five.
1: Wow. Lucky. All right. Well, that's lucky that'll that's the big thing to be settled that on Monday is the four and five spots. I say four is Margaret. You say four is evil dead rise. We'll see who knows the mommies better on Monday. And that's why you have to listen to the next episode. Of the B.O. boys, you have to, of course, give us five stars on all the podcast apps, especially Apple Podcasts. That's the only one that matters. Email us at the theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, your insights. Thanks again, Adam from the Stacks for giving us that insider stacks info about James Gunn. Uh, so email us, the theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Of course, we are YouTubers. So follow us on YouTube. I'm pointing down... I'm pointing down right there. That is where you could like and subscribe. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at the Bo Boys Pod. Thank you. Uh, Want to intern Christopher killing it with the video clips and the tweets and the social media management. So thank you, Want to intern Christopher. Follow us across social media. And, yeah, that's it. Tell your friends to listen to the B.O. Boys. Our next episode, we are going to be reviewing this box office weekend. And we're going to see what Guardians of the Galaxy does in its second weekend. Because uh, that is going to tell the story of this movie this weekend. Mm
0: -hmm. All right, Pat. Well, uh, is there anything else to say? No, there's nothing else to say. Well, except for. Until next time.
1: Will smell, smell you at, at the, the box.
0: box.